0: Welcome to 24-Hour Expert. You'll enjoy this podcast if you're someone who likes learning about different topics or just enjoys a good old fun fact. I'm Allie.
1: And I'm Dan. Each week we challenge each other to become an expert on a random topic in just 24 hours. Now it's time to find out how much we've learned.
0: All right, Daniel. Are you ready for this week? I'm ready. I hope it's not too scary for you.
1: Oh, are we doing something scary?
0: Not too scary, but I will say as a disclaimer before we get into this, even though we are talking about a fictional character, there might be parts that are tad graphic, so maybe not great listening for younger kids.
1: Okay. You know I'm in for it when you have to give a warning before we even record.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, because we're going to actually talk about some folklore, and that's surprisingly where it gets graphic.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. Kind of like the whole Pinocchio thing. Pinocchio is fine until you actually read the, the story.
0: Exactly. Same thing. Today, we are going to talk about the Headless Horseman.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So he's obviously a fictional character. He's from 1820 from a short story called The Legend of Sleepy Hollow by the American author Washington Irving.
1: Okay. Happy 200th birthday, Headless Horseman.
0: Oh, wow. It is.
1: I guess 201. Wow. Wow
0: happy birthday
1: yeah that math checks out <laughs> you said 1820 right 1820 yes yeah okay happy 201st birthday headless horseman
0: happy happy birthday so are you familiar with the story not really well then my follow-up question uh no follow-up question
1: <laughs> well what was the follow-up maybe i do know a little
0: so typically people have heard this story two ways so when you're thinking of the headless horseman is he holding his head or is he looking for his head
1: oh okay okay Um, he would always be holding his head.
0: I always thought he was looking for it. And in the original story, which we'll get into, he is looking for it.
1: Oh, okay. Because I always thought we saw pictures of him on his horse and the head's like kind of side saddle in his arms.
0: Yeah, maybe that's after he found it.
1: Oh, he finds his head. Good for him.
0: I hope he does. Oh, (laughs) I mean, wait, why do I say I hope he does? I know what's going to (laughs) happen.
1: Oh, I thought, wait, was that a spoiler?
0: No, no. I just, oh, okay. Let's get into it. I'm going to go through briefly the story, and we're gonna, I'm going to throw in a little history lesson for you, okay. because I didn't know what this was until I started researching the Headless Horseman. So the story of the Headless Horseman, who is also known as the Headless Hessian, if I'm saying that right, takes place in Sleepy Hollow, which is in New York, during the American Revolutionary War. He was a Hessian trooper, and this is where we're going to get to our history lesson. Do you know what a Hessian is?
1: Could you spell it, please?
0: H-E-S-S-I-A-N. And I listened to it on Google to try and, you know, remember how to pronounce it correctly.
1: Could you use the word in a sentence, please?
0: The headless horseman was a Hessian trooper. I do not know what that is. (laughs) Well, good, because I'm going to tell you. A Hessian is a German soldier who served as an auxiliary to the British Army during the American Revolutionary War.
1: Oh, so the Hessians were anti-American. Well, anti-us.
0: Yes, but only because they were hired. So Britain had a very small army, most of which was needed in Britain. So they rented these military fighters and they came over and they helped the British fight the American Revolutionary War.
1: Interesting. Interesting.
0: Yes. And weirdly, there's some like debate whether or not they are mercenaries or auxiliaries.
1: I don't know the difference. What's the difference?
0: <laughs> exactly. I don't know what either of those were. Well, here's a little history and vocabulary lesson for you. So, mercenaries are soldiers who serve an army not from their native land, but on their own accord, like they believe in whatever this other country is doing, and they are willingly going to fight because they want to for their cause. Whereas auxiliary soldiers are hired by a foreign government to basically provide a service.
1: Okay, so it sounds like if they were rented that they would be auxiliary.
0: Yes, so it sounds like they're auxiliary to me. And just a little historical fun fact, as a source of funding throughout the 18th century, Many small, poor German states regularly rented out the services of their troops to fight in wars, which they were neutral and had no other involvement.
1: Huh. Good source of income, I guess.
0: Yeah, just the way they were making money. And Hessians get their name because that's the region in Germany they came from.
1: Oh, okay. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. And there's a couple different... I don't know how the territories work in Germany, but there's a couple different ones I was reading. It would be like hessian dash another name, Hessian dash, another name, so generally from that area. And just another quick fun fact, they usually fight under their own flags and are commanded by their usual officers wearing their existing uniforms. They're not coming in dressed as the British are. They're coming in wearing all their own uniforms, just ready to fight their battle, make their money, and go home. Okay. Back to the Headless Horseman. So the story of the Headless Horseman is he was a Hessian trooper that was killed during the Battle of White Plains in 1776. He was decapitated by an American cannonball and the shattered remains of his head were left on the battlefield. His comrades left his head there but carried his body away. He was buried in a cemetery in Sleepy Hollow from where he rises as a malevolent ghost seeking his lost head. He uses a jack-o'-lantern as a temporary replacement and a weapon, which I'd be interested to read the original story and see how he's using a jack-o'-lantern as a weapon.
1: Right, unless he's just using it as like a blunt object.
0: I just like throw it at people, but if it's also your head... You don't want to smash it, right?
1: Oh, good point. Good point. So I'm so sorry. I was paying attention, I promise, but I'm a little lost. The story we're talking about was he was the guy uh, actually in the American Revolutionary War and then the tale came from that? Like, was there actually a guy who lost his head or was the tale just kind of takes place?
0: Yeah. So the tale is fake. He's not a real person he is totally made up he's just part of the story but they use the setting of the revolutionary war and the battle of white plains in the story but he's completely fictional
1: got it okay yes that made a lot more sense because i'm thinking huh
0: yeah he's not real or is he no he's not real (laughs) okay (laughs) but he might be but he might be (laughs) but he's not but he's not but he could be he
1: could be but he's he's not
0: not. In a lot of the adaptations of this story or the movies, typically the Headless Horseman comes live during Halloween. And this is because the Battle of White Plains took place around Halloween. So that's kind of why in the stories, everyone has him rising on Halloween to go search for his head or whatever he's doing.
1: Which, if I'm not mistaken, is your favorite holiday.
0: It's 100% my favorite holiday. It'd be like Halloween, Christmas, my birthday. If my birthday counts as a holiday.
1: Mm, Sure. It's a holiday for you.
0: It's a holiday for me. What would yours be just out of curiosity?
1: Number one, Christmas. And then I love the 4th of July. I love it. Really? Yes.
0: Just because you like barbecues and summer hangouts, or why do you love it so much?
1: I think it's probably just the barbecue. It's in the summer. The weather's usually nice. Like, it's just a good time all around. I also really love fireworks, except for my dog of eight years hates fireworks. I still love Fourth of July.
0: Yeah, I like fireworks, too. I feel like not a lot of people are super into fireworks. Yeah. I'll go with you, and we'll leave all the dogs at home.
1: Okay, perfect. Perfect.
0: One of the things I thought was really interesting when I was researching the Headless Horseman was there are similar legends in other countries. So I'm going to talk to you about an Irish folklore about the Dark Man. And this is where it can get kind of gory. So just if this stuff bothers you, maybe skip ahead. Okay. So the Dark Man is a headless demonic fairy, <laughs> which how badass does that sound?
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I've not heard of that. Me either. That is usually riding a horse and carrying his head under his arm. So in this folklore, he has his head. Okay. He wields a whip made from a human spine.
1: Oh, gross.
0: Yeah. And he brings death by calling out your name. It kind of sounds like, weird way, like the Grim Reaper. Yeah, true. Just like a lot more evil sounding. Do
1: you think he has to say your full name? Because what if there were two Allisons... Like right next to each other.
0: I'm assuming, yeah. you're Probably your full name. Yeah. But that's a good question. I don't know. I didn't specify. It just said calling out your name. And then you dropped dead instantly.
1: It'd be good to have a pretty unique name then.
0: Yeah, it would be. And in some versions of this story, he is the headless driver of a black carriage, which was really more interesting. I'd like to hear more about his black carriage, but it didn't say much more than that.
1: Yeah. I kind of feel like I've seen that before.
0: Well, I know in a lot of the headless horsemen You'll see like Ichabod's riding down in a carriage and then the horse headless horseman comes riding up.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Maybe we'll get to this. I thought Ichabod was the headless horseman.
0: No, Ichabod is not the headless horseman, but we will talk about him.
1: Oh, okay. Who was the dude that went like riding through the city being like, the British are coming, the British are coming? Paul Revere. Paul Revere. He's real. For some reason, I was thinking Paul Reiser. Do you remember him?
0: No, who's that?
1: He was in that show Mad About You.
0: Is he like the main guy?
1: Mm yeah. He was the husband and
0: Yeah, I can picture him. Yeah.
1: What was her name?
0: It wasn't Helen Hunt, was it? It was
1: Helen Hunt, yes.
0: So one last thing about our dark man here. If you want to frighten him away, you should be wearing something gold or put a gold object in his path. Oh. So gold.
1: He's scared of gold. Scared of gold. Okay.
0: There are several other books that feature a character called The Headless Horseman, and I want to read you the synopsis of one because it's just so good. Okay. This is it's The Headless Horseman, a Texan folklore. It's a novel by Maine Reed, and it was published in 1866. It's set in Texas, and this version takes place soon after Texas's war with Mexico. Okay. In most of the adaptations, The Headless Horseman is some sort of soldier. So here's a synopsis for this one. Louise Poindexter, a beautiful newcomer, is courted by two men, the arrogant and vindictive Cassius Calhoun and the dashing but poor mustanger Maurice Gerald. Calhoun plots to eliminate his rival when tragedy strikes, Louise's brother, the young Henry Poindexter, is murdered. All clues point to Maurice Gerald as the assassin. At the same time, a headless rider spotted in the area around the Poindexter plantation. Ooh. Doesn't it sound like a romance novel? It
1: does. Yeah, those names alone. Where did you find all those names? Maurice Gerald?
0: <laughs> yeah, Louise Poindexter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Poindexter. Poindexter. Yeah, I could see that as a name. Poindexter.
0: I just thought yeah, I just thought it was so funny.
1: Yeah, it does sound like the beginning of either a trashy romance novel or like one of those cheapy plot mystery movies.
0: Yeah. Or maybe some like really over dramatic like lifetime movie.
1: Oh, that'd be great. Yes, lifetime should do that. That'd be so great.
0: But, you know, add in like a weird like touch of gore for a lifetime with the headless horseman just riding around the plantation. So it's just funny because the synopsis doesn't even talk about how the headless horseman comes into play. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or we could have Hallmark do it. We just need to make it a little Christmassy.
0: Oh, yes. Maybe it's during Christmas when all this happens.
1: Yeah. 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 And she falls in love with the horseman.
0: And it's not the horseman. It turns out to be Santa.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yes. It's
0: riding itself. All right. Copyright. I'm putting a verbal copyright on this idea.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll start the manuscript tonight. I guess the screenplay. It would be a screenplay. Yeah.
0: I just thought that was cute and funny. Mm -hmm. I like it. Okay. So let's go to your boy, Ichabod. So, Ichabod Crane, he's often portrayed in the stories as kind of a tall, lanky, kind of nerdy guy. He's a school teacher in most of the adaptations. And I just thought that this was kind of interesting. Ichabod in Hebrew means without glory. Okay. I just feel like they're kind of adding like insult to injury. Like he's already kind of nerdy and lanky and awkward. And they're like, oh yeah, also your name means without glory.
1: <laughs> Doesn't he have a pointed nose? I don't know. Let's give him a pointed nose.
0: Okay, yeah, I'll we'll give him a pointed nose. One of the descriptions I read said tall, lanky with a scarecrow effect. So I'm just thinking real kind of not graceful.
1: <laughs> I would be so upset if anybody described me as tall, lanky with a scarecrow effect. <laughs> right. What does that even mean?
0: You know, maybe like kind of marionette just kind of jerking around and not very smooth and graceful. I don't know.
1: Birds birds just stay away.
0: <laughs> Bird. Bur- it means that birds are terrified of you.
1: Constantly shedding hay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what a scarecrow effect would be. Hmm. Like I said, in most adaptations, he's a schoolmaster, and he is courting Katrina Von Tassel, <laughs> who is... You <laughs> know the name. names in this are great... <laughs> They are. They're the best. So she is kind of like the heiress to the rich guy. And then he has kind of the stuck up jockey dude. Obviously, jock is not the description that was in what I read. Right. Who, you know, is also trying to court her because he wants to be with the rich girl. Oh, I have a, a, if you want a better description, tall, exceedingly lank, narrow shoulders, long arms and legs, hands that dangled a mile out of his sleeves, feet that might have served for shovels and his whole frame most loosely hung together. His head was small and flat at top with huge ears, large green glassy eyes and a long snipe nose. There you go. There's Dan, his long nose. And he did have a pointy nose. Yes. yes.
1: Wow, what a description.
0: And yet, the heiress still loves him.
1: (laughs) You know what? Sometimes it's what's on the inside.
0: Oh, 100%. And it should be what's on the inside.
1: Or he has money.
0: Mm -mm. No, unfortunately not. He's just the schoolmaster. She's the rich heiress.
1: Oh, yeah, she's an heiress. What am I thinking?
0: Yeah, she's not worried about money. She obviously just thinks he's a good guy.
1: Or she just wanted to date someone beneath her league, so there was no threat that he would cheat on her.
0: Maybe. Maybe. Interesting. You know, maybe it's a just, I want to piss off my rich dad situation.
1: Oh, good point. Good point.
0: Yeah. You know, maybe she really likes the kind of studly guy and she's trying to make him jealous. She's like, oh, you know, I'll get the school teacher. He'll help me out.
1: Right. I mean, it's kind of mean for Paul Dickey. Huh? Quit playing games with my heart. <laughs>
0: Just a fun fact about Ichabod. He is named after a colonel in the U.S. Army who served in the War of
1: 1812.
0: Okay. And the author had met this colonel in 1814. So he's named after somebody he knew.
1: That is a fun fact.
0: So not much else on Ichabod. Uh,
1: Excuse me, ma'am. How did he play into the story?
0: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) stuff. Okay.
1: (laughs) Nothing else here. Moving on.
0: Okay. Yeah, so he's 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 the male lead in this story.
1: <laughs> okay. He's like Maurice Girard.
0: Yes, basically he's the Maurice Girard. Brahm and Ichabod are the two men who are competing for Katrina's attention and they both want to be with her. So they go to a harvest festival at the Van Tassels where Ichabod's social skills far outshine Brahm's. So it sounds like he's actually doing, you know, showing him up. Okay. And then after the party, Ichabod remains behind for a tete-a-tete with the heiress. where to suppose that he makes a proposal of marriage to Katrina. But according to the narrator, something, however, must have gone wrong. She ends up refusing his proposal, allegedly because her sole purpose in courting him was either to test or increase Brahm's desire for her.
1: Mm, Aww. that's sad.
0: Yeah, and I'm sad that I was right. Therefore, Ichabod leaves the house with the air of one who has been sacking a hen roost rather than a fair lady's heart. Aww. And it is during his journey home that he encounters what is later revealed to be the Headless Horseman.
1: Ah, I see.
0: And then Ichabod runs away from him and the Headless Horseman chases him and then there's a whole bridge that the headless horseman can't cross because it's sacred ground so ichabod gets across the bridge and he's safe the ending kind of just is the next morning ichabod's hat is found abandoned near the church bell bridge and close beside it a shattered pumpkin ichabod is never seen in sleepy hollow again and is therefore presumed to have been spirited away by the headless horseman
1: it almost seems to me that the story of the heiress and trying to get the people's attention is completely separate from just this random headless horseman that's running around.
0: A hundred percent. One of the things I had highlighted to talk about was have you ever seen the nineteen ninety-nine Tim Burton film, Sleepy Hollow?
1: I have not.
0: In it, it's the same kind of story. Johnny Depp actually plays Ichabod, and Katrina Van Tassel is played by Christina Ricci, and Christopher Walken is actually the headless horseman when you see him with a head. When you see him without a head, it's performed by Ray Park. Oh, okay. Okay. So, there's a lot of big names in it, actually. Well, I mean, it's a Tim Burton, it's not surprising. And in this version, Ichabod isn't the school teacher. He's coming to the town as basically like a CSI, what would be like a really old school CSI investigator, because there's all these unexplained deaths happening in the town. Him and Katrina start falling in love. And then, long story short, it turns out that her stepmother was killing off all these people because they were somehow tied to Mr. Van Tassel's fortune. And then she kills off Mr. Van Tassel. So she's the sole inheritance of all of his fortune. Basically, Katrina's stepmother summons a headless horseman, like, like witchcraft summoning a demon, to come kill all these people off in the town so she can have the fortune. And then Ichabod slash Donnie Depp figures it out. Happy ending. And then he ends up with Katrina.
1: Okay. It's always about money.
0: Always. Yeah. Always it's a good movie if you're into those kind of movies I really liked it and it's fun because at the end um, the Headless Horseman takes Lady Von Tassel the stepmom back to hell with him
1: like they're together?
0: no like he has you know she summons him and from my really basic understanding purely based on horror movies if you summon a demon and you know promise it a soul or X number of souls it won't go away until it's collected Katrina was supposed to be one of the souls and because it didn't kill her it took you know the stepmom because it has to collect Collect What it's been summoned to do it can't go back without it
1: gotta pay your debts
0: gotta pay your debts. So
1: Did you ever do that thing as a kid when you went into the bathroom and you did the bloody mary thing in the mirror?
0: Yes
1: Did she ever come for you?
0: I mean obviously when you're little and you're staring at yourself in the dark you can imagine something coming but no not really
1: Would you do it now as an adult? And still be scared?
0: Oh, I would 100% do it. And I'd 100% be as scared as I was when I was younger. Because what if this time it happens?
1: Right. You never know. One time I took a photography class in high school and we went to this kind of old abandoned graveyard to take pictures. Long exposures where it looked like you were a ghost. It was fun. Yeah. I was goofing around and I was like demon spirits if you hear me speak now and I'm not kidding at that exact moment some thunder boomed <laughs> we ran Back to the car so fast. Like, it was the scariest thing. Just a coincidence, but in the moment, I was like, oh my gosh, what did I do?
0: I know, that would be so scary. Oh, that's so fun, though.
1: Have you ever used a Ouija board?
0: Yes, but I I don't have one. It was at a friend's house, but she was very clearly moving it, and it was just the two of us, but everything she asked, it went exactly how she wanted it to go, and then anything I asked... (laughs) Was exactly opposite. And like looking oh. back, I thought she was a good friend, but more than likely she was probably more of a frenemy than anything.
1: Wow. She was being shady through the Ouija, huh?
0: Real shady through the Ouija. Like her crush liked her. My crush didn't like me. Her crush was going to ask her to the dance, but mine was not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that you guys are asking spirits on the other side about these very trivial things.
0: I know. Well, this was probably like sixth or seventh grade, so we were young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Not like, what's the meaning of life? What's the afterlife like? No.
0: Um, To get asked to the dance, Dan, is the meaning of life.
1: <laughs> I heard if you burn a Ouija board, it screams.
0: Ooh. Experiment? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So to wrap up our talk on the Headless Horseman, just some other fun ways that he has kind of shown up throughout pop culture history. There's actually a comic book series called Chopper written by Martin Shapiro. It is a modern day reimagining of the Headless Horseman. It features a headless outlaw biker on a motorcycle who collects souls of sinners. The only people who can see him are those who have consumed a strange new ecstasy-like drug that triggers their sixth sense. This opens the gateway to the afterlife. Dun, dun, dun. During your hallucinogenic high, characters who have committed significant sins are hunted by the headless ghost. Once the drug wears off, you are safe from him.
1: So you just have to get through your trip.
0: Right. And I'm thinking, okay, if you know that this guy's out there and he can get you, don't do the drug.
1: Yeah, exact. That's a good point. Although you could probably apply that logic to most horror films.
0: I mean, a lot of them. Yeah, I think so.
1: Like you could probably stop anything from going wrong pretty close to the beginning.
0: I mean, obviously, just don't ever go camping. You cut out your risk 80% right there.
1: 80%. If... You start to see a weird image of this girl coming through the TV. Like, unplug your TV.
0: Yeah, don't let her come out. Right. I think one that would be hard to escape would be Freddy Krueger. Because how are you not ever going to sleep again?
1: Oh, well, good point. Good point. Just don't live on a street called Elm. There, I fixed it.
0: Maybe. But, you know, he can. you don't need to get into that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Another movie I've never seen.
0: That's a discussion for another time. I just thought that was a cool concept for a comic book. He also appears in numerous other stories and even some video games. Some of the ones I recognized were World of Warcraft and Skyrim.
1: I have heard of World of Warcraft. I was trying to think of a funny joke for Skyrim. Couldn't come up with something quick enough.
0: (laughs) That's what she said. (sighs) Bingo. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. I also did, because it's been a while. It's been a while since I've done this. Googled Headless Horseman Murders. Uh-huh. and the only thing that came up well the only thing that came up on the first page of Google was there was an episode of Murder She Wrote that had the Headless Horseman in the title. I don't I read the synopsis it didn't really make it clear how the Headless Horseman comes into play but there you go there's Headless Horseman Murder She Wrote <laughs> I'm gonna end on a really fun fact here the Headless Horseman is the mascot for Sleepy Hollow High School in Westchester County New York. It has been referred to as America's scariest high school mascot
1: oh that's cool that would be fun that's way better than like a president or like a tiger
0: right i know now i want to go on their school website and see if i can get a t-shirt because that is too cool
1: what was your high school's mascot a hawk oh yeah
0: what was yours
1: it was a panther
0: oh panther
1: boring boring
0: All right, Dan. Well, that's all I have for you on the Headless Horseman. Do with that what you will.
1: That's your knowledge. You're free to forget it. And of course, if we got anything wrong, you can always email us.
0: Email us at 24hourexpert at gmail.com. Spell out all the words. That is also our Instagram, our Facebook, and our website. Find us there.
1: Awesome. Bye. Bye. Call me now. Just
0: kidding. (laughs) Email me now. Thank you for listening to 24-Hour Expert. Our theme song is Lo-Fi World by Ricky Bombino.
1: If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe so you're notified of future episodes.